Welcome to the Bodacious Women in Cannabis podcast, the show where the bold and brilliant women cannabis business leaders share their journey and their expertise. Here's your host, Susan Burns. Hi, this is your podcast host, Susan Burns. I'm also a lawyer in the cannabis industry, and nothing delights me more than showcasing Bodacious Women in Cannabis. Today, we're talking with Diana Crash, and she is, among many, many, many other things, the queen of your Royal Highness podcast. So hang on to your hats. You're going to love this conversation. Welcome, Diana. Hi, thanks for having me. <laughs> it's actually your Highness podcast. Sorry, it's not your Royal Highness. It almost was your Royal Highness back when we first started it. Your Highness podcast. It is your Highness. Thank you for that. It's okay. People say it all the time. People say, I mean, it makes sense that it would be, but I don't know why we made the decision. We just took it out and like at the in the beginning, we said, no, let's just keep it your Highness. So it was. The original logo actually says your Royal, Royal Highness that we almost used. So. Your Royal Highness. It seems it seems fitting <laughs> somehow. I've just I've only listened to a couple of your episodes, which are which are awesome. Thank you for doing that. So you do so many things, Diana. But let's talk about how you started in your podcast or anywhere you want to in your journey in the cannabis industry. How how you got there? What intrigues you? What keeps you? I mean, this really is a conversation about bodacious women in the industry. Um, typically someone who was on a, like the regular supposed to path and it's not fitting for one reason or the other. And they, they decide to venture out on their own. So that's the exciting things that I, I like to bring to our listeners. What's your journey about? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I've always been a cannabis. I, I say always been a cannabis user because I have been more than haven't been in my life now. <laughs> I started very young, um, about 12, 13, but it took me a really long time. And you can still speak. <laughs> That's amazing. Barely. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> so I, I was a cannabis user for a long time. And then as I got into like my early adulthood, like early twenties, I was officially diagnosed with endometriosis and um, Crohn's disease, and I was given a lot of pharmaceuticals. So I stopped using cannabis pretty much because I was already getting high enough from the pharmaceuticals. <laughs> That's literally what I was thinking. They put they put me on so many different things, and people think automatically I'm talking about opioids, which I'm I'm actually not because they put me on hormone therapies and steroids and just really scary medications that made me feel so loopy all the time. Um, and I moved to Florida and I found that the opioid crisis had come to South Florida way before everyone else. Everyone, it was majorly, not majorly a thing, but you know what I'm saying? It was, it was very intense in South Florida. I had no idea because I was moving from Maryland where it still hadn't hit. Doctors were still giving out prescriptions like they were Pez dispensers, you know, like, oh, you need this, you need, like, my doctor in Maryland would be like, oh, you need a new, it was just not a big deal at all. She would just write one after another. And I trusted her because not only was she a doctor, but she 
was a lawyer. And so I knew she was super smart. And I, I was like, all right, well, if she's saying it's okay. I mean, I, I was really at that level, you know, um, and then moved to Florida and found that things were drastically different. And there were pill mills on almost every corner. I call them pill mills. They call them clinics, you know, pain management clinics. And I found that it was very difficult for me to continue my current regimen of prescriptions because a lot of doctors were cracking down and saying like, no, I'm not prescribing any schedule one. So I was in a desperate situation because the doctors didn't give me anything or any way to wean myself off of all the opioids that I was taking. I wasn't taking a lot, but I was taking small doses. That's so dangerous. Yes, exactly. And that's really dangerous for your health. It's very dangerous. I am very lucky that I, through some weird universal <laughs> glitch, I don't know. I don't know if it was just not a glitch, but just the universe saying this is your answer. There was a co bar that was local to my house. It was a, like a walk, very close walk down the street to my house. And I was always like kind of looking at it like, what are they doing there? And I had heard about these teas that they made that people were just raving about. And Wait, what kind of bar? It was called a Kava bar, A-A-V-A. Um, okay. And oh, Kava. Kava, yeah. Okay. So the friends that I had made down there were almost all in recovery from opioid substance abuse disorders. And they were all drinking this Kratom tea that they found at the Kava bar. Now I say, I used to say Kratom, so however you pronounce it, but I'm trying to say it correctly, Kratom. I went in and I got a tea and at this point I was like in desperate, situ- like I was in a bad situation. I was taking anything I could that I could get at Rite Aid or CBS. I wasn't getting street drugs. I knew people who had them, you know what I'm saying? Like it, I could have gone the pill mill route, but it was so expensive. And it was so dangerous. So I was, I was like, I need to find something natural. And I tried one of these teas and it changed, changed everything because I could sleep through the night for the first time. And at this point, I had started playing the idea of getting back into cannabis, you know, like using it here and there. I had some friends who, when they had it, I was an opportunist, you know, <laughs> I, would, I would smoke if they had it, but I wasn't like going out and getting it, you know. Um, but then one of my friends, uh, a plug, as they say, <laughs> and um, I had met him through the Kratom bar, you know, the Kratom Kava bar, whatever situation. And he started seeing me cannabis. So I was using cannabis and Kratom together to help get off of all those pharmaceuticals. And I felt so much better. And so at the time I was doing my freelance journalism and I was also working as a content marketer, working in the marketing world, more so to pay the bills. I'm a writer at heart. I'm a, I'm a creative at heart, but you know, we have to pay the bills. So I was in the marketing industry. I was doing digital marketing and I started working with the Kava bar and doing digital campaigns for them and things like that. And so it basically all just kind of snowballed. And I started reaching out to cannabis companies. And I reached out to the Women's Cannabis Alliance. It's no longer in existence. But um, through that, I met a a fantastic mentor named Morgan. Morgan, Christine, if you hear me. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
she's not really in the industry anymore, but she had been in it for a long time. And this was about seven years ago. Um, and she was looking for a way to get more visibility for the, the women's cannabis clients. And it was West Coast focused. So it was in, mainly in Seattle and Portland, like those areas. So I was like trying to work with her. How can we make the content create, you know, how can we make this content marketing more creative, basically? And I said, why don't we do a podcast? She really didn't have any interest in being a part of it. I had no idea how to create one. I just knew because I was always looking at the most recent content trends and things like that. Like that's part of my job that I knew podcasts were a, an up and coming area that we needed to focus on. And also I knew that it was audio, so we wouldn't have the same image that we have through social media. So the initial idea was to start taking, um, interviewing women who were involved in Women's Cannabis Alliance. But then it kind of just morphed into something else. <laughs> and Morgan pulled away from it because she had other things going on. I wound up with a second co-host and we started just making it about women and cannabis, women identifying people in cannabis. And now it's something else completely different. <laughs> now we're in our, our eighth season um, and it's almost six years later. So, yeah. So this is your highness podcast started. Yes, yes, that's how it started. Yes. Oh my gosh. Wow. That's yeah. quite the journey. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and is that, is that your primary, is that primarily what you do now is, is record the podcast and promote it and do those kinds of things? Are you still a, are you still a content creator in other aspects or? Well, right now, um, I actually, since you can see the people listening can't see, but I edited this issue of Canna Curious Magazine. I was the guest editor of the last two issues, I believe it was the last two issues. And the one that's coming up in April, which is available for pre-order now. <laughs> you will have to get that information so we can have it in the show notes. Yes, Canna Curious is a great, it's a beautiful magazine. I mean, it's just gorgeous. And so I still do my journalism freelance. I write for certain cannabis publications. Um, sometimes I write for Global Cannabis Times. I've written for Sweet Jane a lot in the past. Um, trying to think, I've written for High Tide. I've written for a lot of the cannabis publications. Not all of them, but <laughs> I still do that. I don't do that as much as I used to, just because the state of publishing right now is pretty abysmal. Um, I have a second podcast that I created. What I did was I created a branded podcast and it's called Getting Personal with Plant Medicine. And that one is more the umbrella of all plant medicine, not specific to him. And I have two other podcasts in the work. They're in production. Um, one of them is with a previous guest of yours, Maggie Wilson. Oh, she's awesome. Um, she and I... Yes, she is. And, and she's one of the first people I had on the show. And um, we've been for a while now and we've taken this journey together. And we are creating a podcast called Practically Magical PR. <laughs> and it has, okay. it has um, a mixture of PR tips 
as media members and people who get pitched a lot, we have a lot to say about how to pitch somebody to be on their show or on their platform. And also as people who pitch ourselves in our products and, and clients' products and things like that, we've I've learned a lot over the years and she has a completely different take. So you know, she's she has a younger take, I should say. It's not different. I say she has more of an eye to the social media trends and things like that than I do. Um, but also she's more of the magical aspect. Mm-hmm. So half of the episode is actually like a tarot poll okay. or a little bit of magical advice. Okay. So you are using the deck. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so it's going to be like a half PR, half magic. And I feel like that's not, that really hasn't been done yet. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> nice. I'll be, I'll let me know when you launch. I'll be sure to listen in. Yeah. We did have a preview on your highness that you can check out um, as a preview episode. We just, oh, okay. We just haven't been able to launch it yet. Uh, we've had you know, life getting in the way, <laughs> but it, it will come out when it's meant to. Yeah. So, so that's one of the things that I would like to talk with you about is, you know, the, the challenges that you've had in growing your business, because you didn't just start out being a successful Wonder Woman. Uh, most of people are works in progress and, the, and women in cannabis, especially bodacious women have a, a slightly different journey. And so can you just talk to us a little bit about your challenges and, and, you know, how you overcame them and what are the, I always like to, I always think of them as a positive, like what's the great things that come out of that, those parts of your journey, the challenging moments, like times where you think I'm going to throw in the towel or, you know, I can't believe this happened. Right. Well, I mean, it happens a lot. <laughs> I was going to say, there's a lot of times where I, I'm constantly pivoting. And I don't see that as a negative. I see that as a positive because I have ADHD and I'm a Leo. So <laughs> I tend to shift a lot. And um, some people might be confused by that. So that's a little bit of a challenge for me, making sure that people understand why I'm doing what I'm doing. Um, and I'm trying to work on that a bit more. And so that has actually been good because then that takes me into like a reflective pace, you know, like I need to be more introspective about my work and um, share it with the world, if that makes any sense, because I just put the content out there and kind of expect people to figure it out. And it's not always consistent. And it's not like there's always a through line. So I feel like that is kind of like one of my bigger challenges. I, I people just pitch me themselves guests and they haven't looked into who I am or what the show is about. And so I find that I'm always trying to find a way to respond to that in a kind way, you know, <laughs> instead of just like, because you get jaded after a while, you know, and or at least I do. And I get a little bit irritated sometimes when people send me messages like, hey, my wife likes smoking weed. Maybe she could be on your show. And, and I have to take a minute and be like, all right, let me think about this. If I was this person approaching me, you know, instead of just don't they know who I am? <laughs> don't they know I'm the queen? You know, <laughs> and, and like my therapist, my Old therapists used to say, like, take a beat before you respond to things. And that has done wonders because 
one of my other good advice. Good advice. Yeah, I, I respond very quickly because I feel like some sense of urgency that's not there, you know. And so I feel like I have to respond right away. And what I've learned is that I don't. <laughs> and I need to think it through and uh, come up with a better, res- not really a better response, but like just a thoughtful response. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the other one would be sponsorship. <laughs> that is the other biggest challenge, getting people to fund these projects um, and having them understand that there is a lot of possibility for brands to use podcasts as a medium that they can't use in other social media platforms. It's, it's a different way to get your brand or business out there that I think is really, I think it's really special for lack of better word. I think that there is a lot we can do with it. And um, trying to explain that has been a challenge, but yeah, I'm working on it. And so have you, how have you done that? And takes, I mean, do you have a, have you distilled it into a few things that you think are, you know, great talking points or have you, or does it, do you just, are you, is it a continuously evolving on a case by case basis or how do you? Well, I think it is evolving, but I think that I've gotten to a point where I can kind of explain how this could be done in a way that is a little bit more understandable. I mean, with the branded podcast, I was able to tell my sponsor, look, this is how we're doing it now because they were sponsoring your highness and they still are. They're still a sponsor for your highness. But I was like, look, they're a Kratom company. You can't say a lot of things about Kratom on social media. You can't even say them on, it's, it's the same thing that cannabis companies deal with. Same with cannabis, yeah. And what I found though, is that for some reason, people are a little bit more, they find Kratom to be more controversial. Mm-hmm. But I thought, well, if we have a podcast that's not specifically catered to Kratom, we're not talking about the science behind it. We're not talking about the dangers and the legal statuses. We're talking about it like you're talking to your friend, you know, your group of friends. Because mm-hmm. really, mm-hmm. what is the most important thing when you're starting on this plant medicine journey? Finding your community. If you don't have someone else to bounce an idea off of, even if it's just like in a chat room or in the comments section, you know, then it, it can be really lonely. Yeah. And also what you, what you're experiencing. Right. And yeah. Did you experience that or do I need to change something or? Yes, exactly. And, and so this company, they can't tell people this is how you use credit. They can't, they can't even say use it orally. They're not even allowed to say like, take two tablets or whatever. So they really wanted to have that kind of connection with their customer base. Not necessarily that they needed more customers because they're a pretty popular brand, but they want to have that relationship. And this is a great way to to do that. And there are other ways you can take this podcast and create other content and, and connect in real life through events and things like that. So, I mean, it can take on different forms and the podcast is just kind of like the base, you know, the, 
the way that you can start, like a place to start, you know? <laughs> and so I don't know if that really answered your question, but I, <laughs> I try to find out what they're looking for, you know, like what is it that you're missing your marketing plan, you know? Yeah. So it provides a platform that's not available, I right. mean, a platform for exposure that would otherwise not be available to you, which is a great thing. Yeah. And especially if you do it in conversation, you know, while also being transparent about the fact that there are sponsors, let's put that out there. But, you know, I try to make it part of the conversation. Like it's really important to, to get a COA and you know, who provides that, you know, kind of a thing where I'm saying, well, Kratom was my, is my fave pot or not pot. And this is where I get, you know, <laughs> trying to make it part of the show basically, instead of, not to say that the, that pre-rolls and, and commercials don't have their place because they definitely do, but this is a little bit of a hybrid situation, I guess. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, understood. So I have to follow up with you separately after this because I have to learn more about that. I know nothing except some personal anecdotes, and so I would like, to, I'd love to learn more from you about that, um, or maybe I'll just listen. Um, so I also wanted to talk to you about your, in your journey, as you started, I know you started for personal medical reasons. And I find this industry, every, everybody I talked to had a personal angle, which is what started them on the whole journey path, myself included. So in your journey, as you set out, and then you decided to create this podcast and now you're six years in and you have other podcasts that are ongoing and two in the works have there been any moments where you thought I really never imagined something this magnificent would happen when I started when I set my first foot forward yes absolutely I mean best editing in Can Curious Magazine is like a dream come true you know being able to meet so many really cool people um and learn so much you know and to have people think that I'm a connected person in the industry I I never ever ever thought that would be a possibility absolutely I I never saw this being I I thought like maybe I would write a few blogs you know and honestly I don't even think I really understood what I was doing until <laughs> like through, you know I thought I was just putting content out there I wasn't really thinking of it like this is my podcast taking ownership of it in itself has been a journey <laughs> but um it's taught me a lot about myself so yeah I I never thought I would get to this place where I was like doing all the things that I couldn't even possibly dream up 10 years ago and meeting amazing people along the way so yeah, no. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great. And Can a Curious magazine is a magazine for women. It's targeted at women, isn't it? I, if I remember yes, correctly, it's 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 very much targeted toward the women who are brand new to the space. But it also has a lot of really great content for people who have been in it for a long time. I feel like everyone can learn something from this. And they, they always throw something in there about some of the men in the field, you know, 
they don't leave out the men in every episode or not every episode every issue yeah, issue. yeah. yeah they yeah. they um they try to be pretty inclusive but the general audience that they're looking for that they're targeting is mostly people who are brand new to this space or who just want to find out more about this in general that was a really <laughs> wordy way of saying yes so it's just no, this is totally fine. I'm going to get it. I'm going to subscribe though. I, as yes. soon as we're done here and Diana, I hope that you and I have many more conversations about many more things. I want to ask you before we leave, I want to ask you what in your mind makes you bodacious. <laughs> What's your unique, unique bodaciousness? I think I said, I just did it. Um, <laughs> My ability to break through the walls that people put up. I have a unique ability to talk to anybody and to get pretty much anyone to talk to me about things they normally wouldn't talk about. <laughs> that's that's an amazing skill. Yeah, and that's very bodacious. Good for you. <laughs> Thank you. So tell 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 us where we can find you if we want to we want to listen to your podcast or if we want to get in touch with you, or maybe I'm somebody that has a magazine I want you to edit, or um, if you're writing content, what, tell us about all your, all your various. And Well, with my right, if you Google my name, Diana Ashley crash, Diana Ashley is hyphenated. You can find all of it pretty much. But um, as far as finding me, I'm on all the socials. <laughs> Um, I'm on Instagram, Your Highness Podcast. Um, you can find me on Instagram at Diana Ashley Crash or Your Highness Podcast. And I'm on TikTok under Podcasts Are Everything. Um, and I'm on LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm on, I'm, it's pretty easy to find me. But you can find both of my podcasts on all of the platforms, Your Highness Podcast and Getting Personal with Plant Medicine. Uh, so, and if you want to reach out to me, you can at your highness podcast awesome. at gmail.com. Diana Ashley, Diana hyphen Ashley. Thank you so much for spending time with us today and telling us a little bit about your journey. And I, I think there might Thank be you. more opportunities for us to discuss um, maybe on another episode, some other things that we didn't have the chance to fully explore today. Oh, I would love that. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Yeah, you too.